Gervais, welcome to the David Nurse Show. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you on here. From one mindset coach to the best in the business, you. It is great to have you on. Like I told you, I've been listening to you since about 2016. Wow, man, you've been bringing that kind of impact for years consistently. It's amazing. Thank you for coming on. I'm stoked to be here with you, David. Thank you for 2016. That's a good amount of time. It's right in the beginnings of when we fired up the Finding Mastery podcast. So thank you for paying attention, you know, for that, that amount of time. That is awesome. Absolutely. Thank you for the consistency. Okay, so before we get into it, I got a lot of stuff I want to get into in the mind and, and optimizing for excellence like you do so well. But start us off with a bang. The audience knows you as this mindset specialist and uh, everything you've done with teams and, and companies. But what was something a little bit different about you, Mike, that, that most people don't know? What do you got? Like I have seven toes or something like that. <laughs> no, that no, I do don't actually. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, I don't. That would be great if I did. I'd be better at be surfing good. if I, if if I had more <laughs> grip. Uh, so let's see some of the things that I really enjoy doing that I don't talk about very often. I would say um, I talk about surfing a lot, but I'm not doing it enough. So that's kind of been you know I've I've feel like I've grabbed the lion by its tail right now with this the market and the business that we built around psychology. And um, I, my son asked me the other day, he's 14. He says, dad, when are you going to surf again? So that's something I don't talk about much is how much I'm missing doing the thing that I really love doing. And so I'm in that phase right now. Well, it sounds like in 2023, that's one of the things you need to do as we know preaching a whole holistic viewpoint, you got to be doing the things that you enjoy. And it sounds like you've got a gift for it. So here is my challenge to you to surf more and join the whatever the pro surfing tour is. There you go. Okay. <laughs> One of the things that I do for every year, when I get to the end of the year, I do something. This is with clients. This is also with um, friends and family is that we have a brainstorming session about the year of. So 2023, the year of, and then one, two, maybe three, four words, whatever, to fill in the blank about what is the, not the resolution, but what is the intention? What's the North Star that I'm setting for this year? And last year it was 2022 was the year of play for me. And 2023 is the year of play. <laughs> I don't think I did a good enough job. So I'm going to go at it again with, with full vigor. But I love that is that you were able to assess it and understand, hey, maybe I didn't hit it exactly where I went. I'm not just going to move on if I didn't pass this, this self-analysis test. So kudos for you. Keep playing, man. Maybe 2024 will be the same thing, too. Can't go wrong if it's the year of play. It's not it's not a, right. it's not a bad one, is it? It's not. Well, let's let's dive into this, this unlocking human potential. When was the moment, and this can be a specific aha moment or a story or, or some feeling of when was the moment that you realized this is what God had called you to do to help people unlock their human potential? That feeling when you are just recharged, you don't have any sickness, no ailments, you have full optimal energy. You are functioning at your highest level. You want to recreate that? Yeah, sure. You do. I do. We all do. And then you can times it by 10. What I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind. So hold on here. This, this is real. Hyperbaric chamber. If you don't know what it is, look it up right now. Look up Elevate Health. 
E-L-E-V-E, health.com. It's an oxygen miracle. What it is, HBOT, the hyperbaric chamber, it's a simple and non-invasive therapy where you go into this, it places a body in a pressurized environment that allows extra oxygen to dissolve in the blood plasma and travel freely throughout your circulatory system, getting more red blood cells flowing naturally to the body's function. It's going to help you kill off any harmful bacteria. It's going to help you detox, increase your oxygen concentration, resist and fight infection, heal wounds faster, improve oxygen supply, reduce swelling, stop infection, lower inflammation, all while you're relaxing in the chamber. I, I, I kid you not, this is what the pros, the top Olympic athletes, what everybody uses for the highest optimization recovery. This is called Hyperbaric Chamber, HBOT, from Eleve Health, E-L-E-V-E health.com. Message me separately, too, if you want to get a specific deal on this. Check it out as you're a sports team, if you're an individual, if you're just somebody who loves optimization, it will be an absolute life changer for you. I love the question, and I don't have a lightning bolt moment. And my organic story is that I needed it. I needed the science, and I didn't know where to go, who to turn to, and so I started reading. And as I was reading, I was like, is this real or not? And so I wanted to go right to the source, and so I started reading journals and research articles. And then if you were to see me in graduate school, um, it's a classic image where, so I, undergrad psych, master's degree, kinesiology with a specialization in sport and performance, um, and then PhD in psychology, licensed as a psychologist. In my master's degree program, it was a large university and a poorly lit library. And I loved, I loved sitting in the sports psychology journal section. And um, the science of sport and performance psychology is only about 60 years old, 60 plus. And there wasn't that many research articles when I started. And it was like this private little indulgence that I'd, ha I'd have sitting in this dark, concrete, you know, metal <laughs> experience of a library. It was not in the nice part of the library. It was in the back <laughs> kind of gallows of the library. And I would love reading the science. So, so to answer your story, it wasn't this thing. It was this unfolding quest trying to understand what I needed. And what I was interested in for me to be more me, to be more fluid when um, I used to feel pressure, to be more graceful when I used to get edgy and scratchy and discombobulated. So there was not this moment where I said, aha, now I know, you know, it was just this process of trying to sort it out myself. You know what? I love that answer because you were filling your gap and what you realize is, is what you needed to fill you up. It's what a lot of people need, and, and everybody needs this type of, all right, well, how, how, how can I be the best I can possibly be? I don't think a whole lot of people actually know that they need it, but when they find it, it's like a, a secret, um, it's almost like a cheat code that they're able to unlock within themselves, and, and I want to unlock that cheat code with you, and I've heard you talk about it as mastery, mastery, which you are the... The, the podcast and everything you do is equals flourishing. 
Can you speak on this word flourishing? And you just recently talked about it on a podcast that I heard. And I thought it was it was it was really unique and very well said and made a lot of sense. Can you go in depth on that? Yeah, thank you. And I also want to stitch the last uh, the last question here. Something I didn't say, and then fold right into your question is that there's an honest exploration to get to your own pain and suffering. And that is one of the biggest unlocks there is. It's not that there's something outside of you or me that is required to live life in a more mm, desirable way, whatever that means to the person, whatever that means to you. It's already inside of you. The unlock is already inside, but there's no way through it unless we understand what suffering means. And we're all suffering at some level. And so to understand how to work with your own pain and suffering is paramount to be able to help another person unlock theirs. And it's not that different than, you know, if I was going to go to a financial advisor, I would want to make sure that they understood finances. If I'm going to hire an attorney, I want to make sure that they don't have a bunch of lawsuits against them. (laughs) You know, like I want to know that if I'm working with somebody and I'm trusting them, that they're working from a place of wisdom where they have not just read and and spit back out best practices or science or research, but they've metabolized and um, a set of understandings that is authentic and true to them. And so then what ends up happening is we start to say like, you know, this is what's worked for me. This is science. Tell me about your experience. What are your unlocks? What, how have you solved this in the past? Has anything like this happened to you before where, you know, you get a glimpse at how you might want to navigate this. And so I think the unlock process, when we talk about flourishing and unlocking, flourishing is this buoyancy that you can go through life with that also has gravitas and depth. Flourishing is um, a step beyond well-being and wellness. It is a zest for life. It's when you have many sectors of your life working well in an integrated way. Flourishing is when your love life, your purpose, your relationships with others, your understanding of how you fit into this large global ecosystem. It's when your financial health is in place, your physical, your psychological. There's a whole, if you think about a 360, that when those facets that matter to you are working well and you are working them in a healthy way for your life. That's what flourishing is. And so part of flourishing is this unique intersection of high performance. So performing and living well in those sectors I talked about, and then um, understanding that vibrance, that zest that comes from it. So I'm highly interested in human flourishing. I'm also deeply committed to helping people explore their potential. When you put the two of those together, we begin to have the conversations about mastery. And I will say this as, so this has been a lifelong arc to understand what is mastery, what are the subcomponents of it, and you're not on the path or in the game until you really understand how you work. And I know that that feels like this big daunting task and it is, (laughs) 
but without mastery of self, yeah. without an understanding of how thought one and thought two and thought three work with emotion A, B, and C, and in that unique soup of internal experiences, I don't know how you're on the path, even if you are the best in the world at your thing. So, so flourishing is making sure that the, or flourishing is the experience of which um, the different parts of who you are, are working in a way that feel integrated and harmonized um, across all experiences. And that's, that's flourishing. It's beautiful. That is beautiful. I need to rewind that. Everybody needs to rewind that and listen to that every single morning when you wake up so you can flourish in your day. And you hit on a point, Mike, uh, of understanding yourself. I think it all starts with self. People want to say it starts with why, but I think it starts with who. Who are you? And maybe you can speak on this as dealing with a lot of the top athletes, professional sports and Olympics of the, the, the two the two things that I see is you either have ego on one side, this is the diametrical side on the left of the scale, and the other side is perfect alignment with your creator, with God, with Jesus, with whatever your higher power is. Do you think in finding yourself, this is what holds people back, holds teams back, the desire to have of ego? And or or where do you see like great athletes who understand their self? that's what it starts with to be able to find our potential what do you think i guess the question i'm asking is what do you see holding back athletes from their potential and what do you see helping athletes or teams reach and maximize their potential it's a good question and i wish i had this very simple eloquent you know according to research the three things are <laughs> but it's just not that simple totally. yeah totally. so to to bring a bit of an asterisk to your question. Mm -hmm. One of the things that holds individuals back that are on team settings is that they are not working from a place that others feel valued. Mm. So there is a bit of unreasonableness for people that are in the top performers of the world. There's an unreasonableness to think that you can even make it to the NFL let alone be a starter in the NFL, let alone be an MVP or win a Super Bowl. And so there's an unreasonableness to that. That's very cool. It's awesome, yeah, it right? Yeah, and cool. so, and but oftentimes what happens is that people miss, um, can miss that second component that it really is about a team experience. Nobody does it alone. So embracing that at the deepest level, it doesn't mean that I'm thinking of myself less or thinking less of myself, but I'm thinking of myself less often. I'm thinking less about my needs and I'm thinking more about what it means to be a great teammate to others, to be able to lift others, to be able to support them, to be able to be a role model of what it's like to make a mistake and bounce back quickly. And so, there's the there's the a selfish orientation that happens um, that we need to pay attention to, and so when you do the internal work to get to know yourself, to get to know how you work, the alignment piece that you're talking about, I think most people have um, a hard time describing what that means, and we fall back on words and um, concepts like God or whatever it might be for somebody. Yeah, yeah. And 
it's a difficult experience to put words to, which is what does it feel like when I'm completely harmonized or in line or in tune or whatever language that we'll, we could use there. So there is, and scientists will call something like that flow, or they might call it um, um, at one, you know, like uh, the, we can go on and on. And the mystics have so many words for it. <laughs> my, my unlock here is that when we are not focused on ourselves but deeply focused on something else, we have more available resources to slip into that state. Yeah. Yeah. So deep focus is one of the portals into flow state. Yeah. And that also what it does is it, it quiets down what's called the um, default mode network. So the default mode network is the part of the brain that's running all the time in the background. And when we're not doing anything or deeply focused on anything, there's this default experience that's happening, which is in some respects, if I oversimplify it, it's a self-referencing experience. Am I okay? Am I doing okay? Do you think I'm doing okay? Do they think I'm doing okay? Am I okay? And when we're focused on self, evidenced by the default mode network, trying to solve danger, trying to solve being included, when we can tamp that down by deeply focusing on something else, that default mode network quiets down and we find ourselves more connected to the parts of our brain that allow us to feel um, a small part of a larger whole. Okay, unbelievable here. My new favorite product for health. Crazy that I hadn't heard of this before. Pendulum pendulumlife.com let me break this down for you okay so we know that glucose spikes is what makes us fat added fat they have pendulum glucose control which supports your metabolic health metabolism is the key thing to burning fat staying in great shape this glucose control it helps lower your glucose spikes boost your metabolism supports gut health yeah you better believe i'm using that and they have what's called Acromanzia. Okay, so check this out. This is the first and only brand, Pendulum, to offer Acromanzia. It is the key strain for gut health. It nourishes and regulates the gut lining, which we know the gut lining, the gut microbiome, is basically like our second brain. They feed each other. Acromanzia nourishes the gut microbiome, helps you support a healthy weight, and literally helps you stay healthy and not get sick over time. Oh my goodness, yeah, seriously, I've been using this and my gut is awesome, glucose control, awesome, feel with ton of energy, haven't been getting sick, pendulum, pendulumlife.com. They are changing the game in probiotics. No longer do you have to guess. That's the worst, you order something from Amazon, you're like, yeah, I hope this works. Yeah, you don't have to guess anymore, pendulum, is changing the game of gut microbiome. And just for you, for listening to this podcast, code DAVID20 at checkout. Go to pendulumlife.com. Notes, well, this will be in the show notes. This is P-E-N-D-U-L-U-M life.com. Code DAVID20. I'm telling you, this, <laughs> it's the real deal. Check it. So well said. That is, that's beautiful. There's some things I want to unpack here because I think you, you hit the nail on the head for sure is dying 
to sell. It seems counterintuitive to people like, okay, well, I want myself to be successful, but the less of you is actually going to equal more of you. And I love how you hit on that. And it's, there's, I had a conversation and you would enjoy talking with this guy. His name's Phil Tolley. You might know him. He was the, the, the mental coach from Metallica. And if you watch the documentary, it's fascinating. So Metallica, as you know, is this top band in the world, and they're selling millions of records. They're on top, like the top of the top. But all they wanted was exactly what you said. They wanted to feel like they were accepted by their band members and loved. And you would see the dynamics of them speaking together in a room, and one person would say something bad about another, and it ruined their whole day. Acceptance and love is the most beautiful, the, the validation that you're speaking on. So anyways, I just wanted to, it was, it, yeah. it hit me when you said that. Go ahead. Yeah. I think that when we think of Jesus, he is, um, a beautiful emblem, a beautiful animation of that. And so there are so many important lessons that we can learn from all of the great teachers and Jesus being one that said, Hey, listen, um, you're okay. Let me show you how to have eternal okayness. <laughs> and so there's there's a great lesson inside of that. Oh, so isn't it great how he flipped everything on the head, oh, oh, upside down? Like you think one thing, but oh, actually it's the other way. And that's it's a good rule of life. If everybody's going one way or thinking one thing, you should probably go the other way. Okay. There's one other one that you speak on. Well, and let, I me, think let me oh, go ahead. Yes, please. Hold on. Let, yeah, let me just add one piece here, which yep. is the unreasonableness that I was speaking about before is amazing. And it's a prerequisite, I think, for many people that are going to work to their potential. Okay. And I'm not saying the half percenters that are changing industry, they all, they, they are of course unreasonable, but anybody that wants to change their family legacy or history or their personal experiences with pain or what fill in the blank, there is an unreasonableness that comes with it because the model has been, in your history saying, no, 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 this, you're, you're average in all of these ways, or you're not meant for quote unquote greatness. There's a, there's some sort of thing that gets in the way. And the, the thing that I, I just want to take a moment to, to attend to is that while there is the off axis counter rotation square up, like, what am I capable of? That, that that question is really important. And when you look at the half percenters in whatever league we're talking about, whether it's big business or big sport, in the NFL example, and certainly in the NBA, in the NFL, the number was somewhere just, it's it's a ranging number. Original research was about 87% that, that retired from the league were broke or divorced. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you click underneath of it, so many of them of that 87%, even those that were not broke or divorced, so more than 87%, were really miserable. And it's because their purpose was upcarded. So their purpose was to practice, 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 to be able to you know, have an experience on Sunday. And then when that is gone, what is the big purpose that they're working for? Because the, the, the weekly purpose is, is uprooted. So the, the suffering that comes when you remove the person from this artificial world that they've decided to be the best in. And what, what I mean, artificial world, like 
the NBA and NFL and most big For businesses sure. in the face of a cat world catastrophe are complete luxuries. And I think, I think it's easy to forget that. I think my field, yeah. you know, the, the sports psychology field and, you know, the mindset stuff that we're talking about is a bit of a luxury. There's also some groundedness in there, but we need agriculture. <laughs> we're going to need some, some medicine. <laughs> we're going to need some housing yeah. and just about everything else does feel like a bit of a modern luxury. So I share that because there's something bigger for us to be part of. And that's always part of the quest is to be very clear about purpose. Yeah, I'm so glad you added that too. But I do think, and we keep hitting on this word, this unlock word, I think what you do helps and allows people to unlock themselves from what they think they need to be doing, from what the world and society says validates them and allows them to live a life of freedom and a life of rhythm and harmony and joy. So I like it, whether it's big business, whether it's athletes, that's just because these people understand that they need it. They want to be coached, but it's also everybody that needs this unlock. And I think what you do is so important that it's bringing this to the more the mainstream. So yeah, keep doing what you're doing, man. Even though it's a great thing we got going here, it's a very, very important thing that you're doing. Well, David, you, your time spent in the NBA, you, you know that there's a fundamental difference between athletes and most people at the professional level. Yeah. Athletes as a small subpopulation, people look at the amazing things they do and miss one very important ingredient is that they have made a fundamental commitment for every day to structure every part of their life to get better. And so now when I say every part, I'm talking about in the professional way, doesn't mean that outside of, you know, the hardwood or, <laughs> you know, the gridiron that they're doing the same thing, sure. but for the eight hours or seven hours that they're in the, or six hours, whatever it is in the NBA in, in the NFL, it's, it's, um, it's a good solid eight hour day when they're in there doing their work, they have adults that are reviewing how well they did their physical training. The, the day before and that current day and the, the week before. And so there's, you can't hide from tape is something that's said in pro sport. So you've got a, adult mentor coaches that are telling you where you're doing well and what you need to work on. You've got your peers holding you to a standard of excellence. You've got your own tuning fork to know if that felt right or not as you're unlocking. My point is when we talk about unlocking, there is no shortcut here. And so what the best performers in the world in, at least in the sporting environment they do, is they fundamentally organize their life for feedback. And that feedback can come um, immediately from the task. It can come from quote unquote experts outside of us, and it can come from our peers that are doing it alongside of us. And the vulnerability required to fundamentally structure your day to get right to the edge of a capability, make some mistakes, wobble, be kind of a mess, because that's what happens on the edge, and to get feedback about it, that's different than most people. Most people in the business world, I mean, think about this. One of, one of the, my, um, she, she's a presenter for the Finding Mastery uh, team. And at Finding Mastery, what we do is we go into businesses and, and share some of the best practices from sports psychology into um, translate that into business. And she was a, uh, a she was on the USA national team. So an Olympian for two different teams. So for eight years, she was on the 
the women's national team for volleyball for the USA. And every ball that she touched and didn't touch, everything that she did and didn't do on the court for four hours is the upper limit of physical training. Everything that she did was statted and then publicly um, compared and force ranked. Mm -hmm. So in the business world, imagine if every email that was sent, every phone call that you had, every hallway conversation you said or you had or didn't have, every gesture in a meeting that you made, that that was statted and force ranked against your peers. One, it'd be an accelerated experience to get better. Two, it would blow 95% of people out of the water because it is so hard for so many of us because our ego, to your earlier point, our, our, our mechanisms to preserve the image that we want to present, that's what ego really is, those mechanisms are not sophisticated to say, fuck it. And yeah. to say, look, I really want to get better. And I want to be a great partner in this. I want to be a great teammate and I want to be better. How can I do it? Let's, let's talk about it. And they say, well, listen, you need some feedback. All right. Yeah. If that's what it takes. All right. I'm in in a business. Like we have quarterly reviews or annual reviews and like, and it's, and it's so anxiety provoking. So there are ways to create high performance feedback loops in businesses that um, are changing the way that people work together. And it's awesome. Man. And it can be done wonderfully. So compassionately. So well, anybody listening to this podcast that has any association with a business or a company, please reach out to me or Michael so we can get you guys in touch. I know what you do with Compete to Create is is phenomenal, man. I've had some companies tell me about it. So please, that's that's something that's something that is so valuable. And and everything you say, your answers are just so smooth, so fluid, and they make so much sense. You have I like I would love to have another conversation <laughs> you. with you, Michael, because you, you, you do what is, what I say is one of the hardest things to do is you bring the, the difficult and you break it down into the simple so people can actually take it and apply it. And there's so many questions that I haven't gotten to of your mindset tools and what you do to grow, but let's, let's tease it out for another time. I want to be cognizant of your time and you have, and tease out to the audience of what is coming for you in 2023 that you're excited about other than surfing and playing more. What do you have on the docket that you want the audience to know about? Okay. Thank, thank you for your compliments. And um, I want to just make sure we put some handles on a few things, right? The way that you can train your craft, you can train your body, your carriage, if you will, and you can train your mind. And if you're not training and developing all three of those, we're losing, you know, some, some speed, if you will, to understanding what a life of flourishing is. Mm -hmm. So the way that we train our mind is not that different than the way we train our body. So there's two components to it. The first thing that we do is we increase our awareness. So there's a process, a whole self-discovery process to help you become more connected to your inner life. What are you doing here? How do you work from the inside out? What is the vision that you hold for yourself? And so there's an awareness practice and a self-discovery practice that's paramount. The second set, if you will, to oversimplify this beautiful science of psychology is about um, mental skills training. 
And the way that we experience those is no different than physical skills training. We do them with sets and reps. So you train confidence, you train being calm, you train optimism, you fill in the blanks. I can keep going. You train deep focus. Okay. So there's a set of practices for self-discovery and there's a set of practices to um, develop psychological skills. So once you're aware and it's, it, well, hold on, let me say it this way. Awareness alone is not enough. Awareness is foundational and um, critical to becoming the best version, fill in the blank of what that means, of you. Awareness is necessary, but not sufficient. Once aware, we also need skills. For example, oh my gosh, I'm, I've got this keynote. I'm really nervous. I don't know how to, boy, I don't know how it's going to go. Man, my heart is pounding. I'm really aware. Gosh, I, I'm so aware too that I'm like kind of beating myself up. Like, okay, so I'm aware of my physiology and I'm aware of my psychology is not optimized. If I don't have the skills to be able to manage that, that's a hard way to go now. So it's putting the two parts together that makes this beautiful science come alive. And I've spent most of my adult life understanding the science of how the best in the world do just that. And then it's not like practice this skill, then this skill, then the third skill. It's the combination and the interwovenness of all of the skills that is the deeper practice. And so that's where we built a, um, uh, an online course to help people do just that. There's no shortcuts, but it's a, you know, it's a handful of week course that you, you can go through and, and learn exactly how we work with the best in the world. So that's fun. That's all at findingmastery.net. You can find all about that. And then what's exciting about 2023 is um, I've got a book coming out. Yeah. And so I'm super geeked on Come it. On. Yeah. The, um, I, I know. I wrote a, an article for Harvard Business Review. And about 11 months later, they, they rang me up and they said, hey, um, we just got to tell you that that article that you wrote was the number one downloaded article mm. in HBR. Wow. You know, like, okay. So the thing that I was trying to work through myself, this it's called FOPO, fear of people's opinions. I was calling it the great constrictor of your potential, of my potential too. Hit a nerve. And so HBR said, we, we'd love to write a book and support you on that. And so I just turned in the manuscript. It'll be out in 2023. I'm super excited about it. A little nervous about it. And um, so that's coming out soon. Well, when that is time to come out, we'd love to have you back on this. This is phenomenal. And I am about 99.9% .9 positive in my research for my third book coming out all about taking action and what holds us back from taking action. That is one of the articles that I read, and I might even reference it. I'm going to have to go back and check on that, but I know there was an HBR review from you, and it was on fear of other people's opinions, which is one of the points. Oh, so, fun. You to say that art. Yeah, oh, dude. It, yeah. So I know how powerful that was. Uh, just, to, just to touch base on what you do online with the awareness, and I think this is so important for people to hear and understand, is once you understand the – the whole new world waiting out there as far as the mental skills, because everybody can see the physical, whether it's an athlete or somebody just working out on their own. But once you understand the importance of the repetition of the mental skills, your whole life will change. It will absolutely change. I know you see it with top athletes. 
I do too with NBA players. And it's, it's funny because you, you start playing a game that people don't even know exist when you understand this. That's how important it is. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I, you're right on. You are right on the money is that stress is at an all-time high for people. Man. Addiction, suicide, depression, anxiety. It's at an all-time high for the small amount of time that we've been on this planet. And so why is that? It's not because the external world is so much worse than it was, you know, yeah. in World War II or Vietnam or Industrial Revolution or, you know, the Dark Ages, <laughs> you know, like that was yeah. pretty heavy back then. It's that we, we are realizing we are not properly equipped with the psychological skills to manage the external demands. And so even in today's complicated, highly ambiguous, stress-filled experience in life, it is possible to work from the inside out. And the unlock is, it is there for you with not that much work. And so um, I don't know how I would have done it in the last handful of years if I didn't have some serious investment in like knowing how to work with these, these t ambiguity and, and high stress. So I'm, st I'm just so happy that people are listening in your community and, and saying, you know, I want to be better. That's what your community is about. And there's a whole set of practices that people can employ like right now that are game changers. Michael, we will link to everything that you do in the show notes to your amazing podcast, the finding mastery podcast, which I admitted at the start is the first podcast that I started listening to. And when I still, that, that tells you how good it is. You know, when you're listening to what, like six years of it in a row now, that's how good it is. So Mike, thank you for oh, your time, man. You. I can't believe thank this you. already flew back and we're over time. So thank you for your, yeah, just all that you do, man. And um, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll be able to do this again when the book's coming out. I would love to and uh, appreciate you for your kindness and your thoughtfulness and the community that you're building uh, to include me in it. So thank you. Mm -hmm.